Good morning, good morning, everyone. A special good morning to Lise that is with us on the Zoom. And Rosa, I see you, my friend. Did you see she has 337 hearts? What, the, what does the hearts mean on Podbeam, Marie-Pierre? Can unmute herself. One of those mornings. I was writing, good morning to Rosa, so I didn't have the, the piton to unmute. <laughs> so the heart, that means that um, every minute that she listens to the podcast, she has one heart per minute. So she listens a lot of podcasts, and every time she comments, she has uh, five hearts. And when uh, you share, you have 10 hearts. So Rosa... 337, Caroline, 1,800, no, 805, oh, okay, <laughs> 1,800. <laughs> okay, so our winner, winner, chicken dinner is Caroline. She's the one who listened to the most hours so far. No, it's Lee. It's Luke. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Oh, I love a good competition. Look at me, I'm always playing, you know. I, I keep my heart of, uh, of being young just by playing along with you guys. So I finally understand the heart. So let me understand again. Every minute of the podcast I listen, it's a heart. Every comment is five hearts. Five hearts. And what's the 10 hearts? I like the Share. Share. In me. So if I share on two platforms, that, that, does that give me 20 hearts? Yes. Oh my God. And if I share, so I should be number one. You never share the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Rosa. Sorry, Lise. Look at me. Oh my God. Where can I play? I'm there and I play with you guys. Okay. My name is Maria Mariano, 37 years, multi-level marketing specialist. I've been running this business through the biggest imaginable storms you can ever imagine those in business i know you understand me going from the ledger remember guys the ledger those that are old enough uh, you know those that are my age you'll remember we went from using ledgers to the first computer when they came in oh my god the first computer was a 485 i don't know what it was called an ibm fifteen thousand dollars fifteen thousand dollars okay if you compare to what we have today so all the ages we have passed. And so I want you to trust me when I share with you insights because I'm well seasoned. I am a well seasoned individual, 57 years old, balanced life. I've been married for 33 years to Mohammed. Uh, I call him still my James Bond. Okay, can you imagine that? And three extraordinary children, Hamid is 29, Nadia 27, Yasmin 25, equally successful each of them being the best version of themselves and doing what they love to do so all around this is what i have uh, i i i have this need to share with everyone how do you put that ladder against the right wall and of course you know i you know with the years we've invested in real estate assured that we're building a family legacy so the story goes on and on and on and when we went into this book today, which is the new book. So guys, welcome to the new subject. For those on the live and on Zoom, I want to show you the book. It's the seven habits 
of highly effective people with Stephen Covey. You, you ask yourself, who is Stephen Covey? First of all, let me tell you, this book is not easy to read. Not easy to read. I think it takes a lifetime to, to, to read and um, read and add to your life. I'm looking for the right English word. It's not coming to me right now. Um, read, interpret the book, and apply the book. I think that would be more of the right word. It's, it's going to be my fifth attempt trying to complete this book. But like I said to you, Marie-Pierre, yesterday when we covered it, it doesn't matter if I've never completed the book, but I realized starting the book over again with you guys today, the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds, I realized that a lot of my uh, success strategies, even if I did not complete it, comes from Stephen Covey. You ask me, who is Stephen Covey? Stephen Covey is the author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh, why this book is so powerful? Well, first of all, it has proven itself over the years, 31 years since the first edition has been written, and it is still amongst the best sellers. Can you imagine that, guys? Over 25 million copies have been sold. And then my mind goes, uh, Marie-Pierre, if he made just $1 per copy, just on this one book, he has generated $25 million of income at $1 profit per book. You know, that's, that's the Italian business side in me. Uh, incredible. Hang on a second. Translated in 38 languages. Ladies and gentlemen, talk about a book that has, has proven itself over the ages. Hang on. Sold in over 70 countries. I don't even know how many countries they are, they are but that sounds like half the world to me, okay? Uh, or almost half the world to me. And five years in a row, five years in a row, this book has hit the bestseller, not only in the New York Times, not only in Time Magazine. I should have written it down. Like many, many places, five years in a row, it has hit the bestsellers list. And what's more important to know, this is the number one book entrepreneurs recommend to achieve a balanced life between business success and family and friends success. Can you imagine? It's the number one book. And I was looking at it yesterday, Marie-Pierre, just les éloges. I don't know how we say éloge in uh, English. Maybe somebody can write it on Podbean so I can read it. Just les éloges, just the um, uh, why he or she recommends this book. There's practically like 50 pages just on people saying why you should read this book. And when you read who these people are amongst many, Dale Carnegie, like you look at these people, you say, oh, my God, oh, my God, not Dale Carnegie. Sorry, guys. Um, anyways, you'll read it, okay? You'll read it. You'll see it's so, so impressive. So climbing the ladder of success and having it, having that ladder put against the, the right wall is the key. So before we dive into the subject, we want you to share the podcast. Look at me, Marie-Pierre. Now I'm going to go with the points. It gives you 10 hearts. <laughs> do, do we do something special with the hearts, Marie-Pierre? Yes. <laughs> so every month we do a draw for a conditioning program of your choice. <laughs> so you have uh, with the most heart, the most chance to win in the draw. <laughs> okay. Now, like, look at me. 
I'm in a multi-level marketing business and everything is about a game for me and everything is about winning with a, with a childish heart, I call it, with a fun heart. So here I'm driving you guys to share, but oh, how, what does it give me? Look, the kid in me, what does it give me? How many points do I get? So when I share, I get 10 hearts and that means 10 chance in the draw to win a conditioning system. Okay, guys, let's do it, okay? So share the podcast on Podbean, it gives you 10 hearts. Comment on the podcast on Podbean. Does that give me hearts? Five hearts. Thank you, Marija. It gives me five hearts. Okay, guys, comment. If I were them, if I were you guys, I'd be going, love it. Just there has do we need a certain amount of words in the comments? No. So I can go, yay, way, bravo. And every time I'm getting five hearts, five hearts, five hearts. <laughs> Okay, Rosalie, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Caroline, let's make it happen. Okay. And uh, and what's the one heart? Every minute. Every minute that I listen to the podcast. So generally, it's 30 minutes, the podcast. So that would be the equivalent of 30 hearts. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited now. Now, on Facebook, if you haven't shared yet, please share. By the way, you guys, I'm watching you. Look at this. I got my Facebook open. So while Marie-Pierre is talking, then I'll be answering the comments and liking. And while I'm speaking, it's Marie-Pierre that's doing the answering and the commenting. So thank you very much. And if you haven't joined our beautiful, amazing Facebook group called the Millionaires of the Diamonds, please go join. Go join. You're going to love the platform. There's so much information there to help you level up, help you hang around with people that want you to succeed. But most importantly, you're going to be part of this community, the Millionaire of the Diamonds with Jean-Philippe Jacques and Sabrina Monday and Tuesday with the new book. We're all starting a new book. The new book, The Five Big Dreams. On Wednesday, Awaken the Giant Within You with Anthony Robbins. And now for the first time, Thursday, Friday, we're beginning it today, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Go join, go get all the information and intentionally level up. Our mission is to build 1,000 millionaires. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Here's my first question. You are on your deathbed, okay? You're like a couple of hours from dying. You're fully um, lucid. I think the word is lucid. Okay, what do you think you're going to wish you had more time for? What do you think you're going to wish you had more time for? You are on your deathbed, okay? Now, I'm excited to read your comments. You are on your deathbed hours before it's the final call what do you think you're going to wish you had more time for okay i'm sure none of you are going to say i wish i had worked harder okay i'm sure nobody will say i wish i had worked harder but i'm sure a lot of you will say i wish i had spent okay i'm going to read i'm going to read i'm going to, I'm going to do the the facebook me marie pierre okay so thank you, Raluca. I love you, my friend. She said, I wish I had spent more time with my loved ones. Okay. Uh, I have Stephanie that says, I wish I had spent more time with my family, have created more moments. So I wanted to start crying today. Oh, I love it. Okay. Um, I, I, Sonia, I wish I had more family moments. So at the end of the day, I don't know if anybody's writing on Podbean. At the end of the day, Nobody is ever going to say, I wish I had worked more. It's 
Stephen Covey is for you. If you answered in the comments, I wish I had spent more time with my husband. I wish I had spent more time with my children. I wish I had spent more time with my parents, my dad, my mom. Okay. I wish I had spent more time managing my finances. I wish I had spent more time differentiating between my needs and wants. I'm telling you guys, this book is going to be a game changer for you. Next question. We have died. We have died. It's not sad. We got to go sometime. I mean, we don't want to live too long. <laughs> I'm trying to get a good humor here, okay? We have died. We are now able to attend our funeral. Nobody can see us, but we're going to be attending our funeral. Are you with me? We're at our funeral. COVID is gone. People are going to be flocking to the funeral. Okay, parlor. Question, how many people are at your funeral? Okay. Second question, what are they saying about you? Remember, you can see them, they can't see you. What is your sister saying about you? What is your brother saying about you? What is your sister-in-law's saying about you? In my case, it's laws. And what are your brother-in-law's <laughs> saying about you? What are your friends saying about you? What are your neighbors saying about you? Now, remember, guys, I'm trying to read here, so I need you to participate, okay? If, if, if it's a you that passed away, me, what is Mohammed saying about me? What is Hamid, my son, saying about me? You know, when he went and, and gave the final speech, l'éloge, the eulogy, what, what did my son say about his mom? What did Nadia say about her mom? What did Yasmin say about my mom? Okay. What have they said? What, what, what are they saying? What are they saying? Okay. So uh, no answer so far. Well, I would love to hear my husband say, um, I want to share with everyone that my wife, Maria, was the most caring, loving wife and was always there in the moments I absolutely needed her. Okay. I, I'm visualizing my, my son, um, Eulogy, saying, I love my mom for the vision she gave me and how she pushed me day in and day out to be the best version of myself. I want to hear Nadia say, my mother was acceptance acceptance of all our different ways of seeing life and she allowed me to explore other avenues that are that has is allowing me to live my dream life i want yasmin to say uh, my mother pushed me to not just be the best but also give more than what anybody else was expecting from me i have those speeches in my head i'm making sure that every single day Whatever I do corresponds to what I want them to say at my funeral. Are you able to visualize this? And last but not least, I haven't answered you how many people will be at my funeral. Are you ready, guys? There will be over 2,000 signature in the book. Why? Because when my mom passed away in 1995, January 12, 1995, I was flabbergasted. I was blown away how this immigrant Italian woman that did not even know her alphabets had over 2,000 signature at the funeral, 2,000 cards we had to hand write to tell people, thank you, thank you. And that day arose in me. Look, I'm, 
I, I kill you, Rosa. Wait, I'm going to kill you even more, Rosa. Okay. Okay. That day arose in me a new goal to beat my mother's attendance at the funeral. <laughs> Can you imagine? What a way to turn something around um, that, you know, people say sad, but I just say I was very privileged to have had a mom until age 28. Some, some children have never met their, their, their parents. So I know that I have this capacity of always seeing what is great about every situation. Sad, but great. And she gave me the vision to have more than 2,000 signatures. There were so many people at Madonna di Pompei Church for my Italian friends in the East End that know Montreal in the East End. There were so many people. They put the speakers on the, on the porch of the church so that people could have listened to the mass of Adelina even standing outside. Can you imagine that? So this is very important. Now, for me to achieve this, there are seven things we need to work on. And I'm going to ask my friend Marie-Pierre to dive right into what highly effective people, the seven things they have in common. So let's begin this new book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, understanding that is going to enable us to put that ladder against the right wall. Take it away, Marie-Pierre. Yes, so that's a few examples of the most common challenge that humans face. But you will find that the solution that we will find in the book, so the principal solution, uh, is in contrast to the common practice and thinking of our popular culture. So for the first challenge is fear and insecurity. So people fear for their future. They feel vulnerable in the workplace. They are afraid of losing their job and their ability to provide for their families. So this vulnerability often forces a resignation to riskless living and to co-dependency with others at work and at home. So the problem is we live in an interdependent reality and our most important accomplishment require interdependency skills well beyond our present abilities. So for the first one, fear and insecurity. The second one is, I want it now. So I know everyone know people who want things and want them now. And now in our society with credit card, it's easy to get now and pay later. But the economic reality eventually set in and we are reminded sometimes Painfully, that our purchase cannot outstrip our, our ongoing ability to produce. But a principle of balancing the need to the meet today demands with the need to invest in the capabilities what that will produce tomorrow's success is unavoidable. So the same is true uh, of uh, your health, your marriage, your family, your relationship, and community needs. This is why it's important for me, Marie-Pierre, that every time when I'm teaching in my multi-level marketing business, finances, and the number two, I want it now syndrome. You gotta get rid of that, guys. It's, it's causing you to be in debt, full-time debt. Listen, guys, in Canada, in 2019, the last time I, re I read the results, they said that $1.64 is spent for every dollar a Canadian is earning. Stop it, stop it. It's causing you stress. It's causing fights probably in the home if it's not with your spouse, with yourself. Stop it. 
before you're going to push order on Amazon, please, my face needs to come out and it needs to ask you, it needs to ask you this. Please, is it a need or is it a want? Is it a need or is it a want? I need it now syndrome keeps us in the poor house. And as long as we're in the poor house, then I do not have the capacity to choose. Everything will be imposed on me. Okay, thank you, Marika, for allowing me just to do that little thing here. This is a killer. A need or a want. You answer yourself. It's a want. Drop it. Cancel the order. Cancel the order. And today, Marika, with COVID-19, everybody doing online shopping, it's killing people's pockets. It's killing people's wallets. Okay, thank you. It's so true. <laughs> so the number three, that is an uh, example of challenge that we face is blame and victimism. Oh, <laughs> I always have a hard time saying the word victimism. <laughs> so society is addicted to playing the victim. I think everyone knows someone that say, if only, if only, if only. For example, if only my boss wasn't such a controlling idiot. If only I hadn't, I hadn't been born so poor. If only I live in a better place. If only, <laughs> if only, always if only. So blaming everyone and everything else for our problem and challenge may be the norm and may provide temporary relief, but it's just a chain that will uh, came with more problems. Yeah, absolutely, Marika. And again, this is one when I wrote it down with you yesterday praying the podcast. Um, guys, 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 listen to me. Every time you're pointing a finger to blame someone, something, a situation, there are four fingers, including your thumb, pointing to you. Okay? News awakener. I'm going to do a broadcast now. Guys, are you listening? Get closer. Get closer. Get closer. Take responsibility. Take responsibility. Stop blaming your parents. There's an expiration date for that. It's over. You're 18. It's over. Stop blaming your boss. Stop blaming your, your, your landlord. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. There's one common denominator. You. That's the only common denominator in the last 20, 30 years. You. Stop blaming people. Stop playing victim. You are not a victim, for God's sakes. You're living in Canada. You want to see what victims are? Go to Yemen. You are not a victim. Stop it. Okay? And Maria is going to tell you this. When you're playing the blame game and the victim game, it's because you're riding high on your high horse. Get down. Because when you die, your hole will you be buried will be the same hole as anybody else. You're dead. So make sure you're humble enough to take responsibility. You need to be humble to take responsibility. Only people that are humble take responsibility. People that are snobs and ride on their high horses are those that blame others and play the victim. Only humble people take responsibility. Only courageous people take the initiative to say, it's up to me to change this. Only the courageous. It's not lack of fear. It's not lack of anxiety. It's not lack of stress. 
but it's the courage to embrace it and deal with the challenge. Deal with it. Stop blaming others. You think that was clear, Marie-Pierre? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I'm tired of this generation of blaming others. Stop it. Period. Stop it. Yes. And number four challenge, it's hopelessness. So when we succumb to believing that we are victim of our circumstances and yield to the plight of determinism, we lose hope, we lose drive, and we settle into resignation and stagnation. So the survival response of popular culture is cynicism. Just lower your expectation of life to the point that you aren't disappointed by anyone or anything. The contrasting principle of growth and hope throughout history is the discovery that I am the creative force of my life. That's it. Otherwise, you just feel like a puppet. Okay? You are the creative force. Um, Invictus. I am the captain of my ship. I am the captain of my ship. Not you. I. I am the captain of my life. Period. Period. Okay? I just need to focus on where I'm going and take responsibility. Did I say take responsibility? Enough? <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to come back to it in a few minutes. Okay? You have to be humble to take responsibility. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number five. Is lack of life balance. So for all our efforts to manage our time, we want to do more, to be more, to achieve greater efficiency through the wonders of modern technology. Why is it that, uh, well, why is it we increasingly find ourselves in the thick of thin things, subordinating health, family, integrity, and many of the things that matter most to our work? So the problem is that our modern culture says, go in earlier, stay later, be more efficient, live with the sacrifice for now. But the truth is that balance and peace of mind are not produced by these. So they follow the person who develops a clear sense of uh, his highest priorities and who lives with the focus and integrity toward them. Marie-Pierre, look at the last incidents that happened. I hope they're listening, for God's sakes. I hope they're listening. Guys, listen to me, okay? Whatever you do, have the highest level of integrity. The last thing I would have happened to me is for somebody to point fingers of me that my success was based on sacrificing my family. I would never have that happen. And thank God for social media, because I always say a, a, a picture talks a lot louder than anything I would ever say. For those that, that follow me, I, I sound like the young kids. For those that see a little bit of my posts, my lives, whatever, you know, have integrity between what you say and what you do is equal. But most important, don't compromise. I would never want anybody to say that my number one position, I have cheated. Because you see, my friends, it, it takes 37 years to build a reputation. Now, you're going to have jealous people that want to dirty your name, but I don't care because I'm laughing all the way to the bank. I have nothing to reproach myself. But to literally be caught red-handed, cheating, to achieve a certain objective, can you imagine a whole life to build your reputation, one stupid mistake because of lack of integrity, 
of dishonesty, of cheating. You have just destroyed your reputation for life. It doesn't matter after that, even if you work intelligently and honestly, nobody will ever believe you again. And what do I tell my kids? What do I tell my I'm thinking of those children, Marie-Pierre, that have been part of those women and men that have been caught cheating. What do these children have to look up to and what example and how humiliating it is to see people pointing a finger of dishonesty and of cheat to a parent, okay? Integrity, guys. Remember, if you don't have a balanced life, you will lose yourself. And when you lose yourself, you will do things that you will regret. Parole, word of somebody that's been 37 years. Working hard, but balanced life. Working hard, but balanced life. Often, Marie-Pierre, people say, you're always working. Yeah, but I don't clean my house. I hire somebody. That time that you spend cleaning your house, I have somebody. I don't do groceries. I have somebody. I, you know. So to your eyes, I'm working hard. But with my family, I'm, I'm spending more time than the average person that doesn't have hired help. Okay. Thank you, mm -hmm. Marie-Pierre. Yes. And number six challenge is what's in it for me. So our culture teaches us that if we want something in life, we have to look out for number one. It says life is a game, a race, a competition, and you better win it. So schoolmate, work colleague, and even family member are seen as competitor. The more they win, the less there is for you. So the greatest opportunity and boundless accomplishment are reserved for those who master the art of we. True greatness will be achieved through the abundant mind that works uh, selflessly with mutual respect for a mutual benefit. And I remember in the secret, I think we, we read uh, that they are saying the world is abundant. There's not so, something in a smaller um, amount. So everything is abundant. There's not something that If that person have it, I can't have it. No, there is for everyone. So that thing you can remember, there is for everyone. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. And, it, you know, Marie-Pierre, it's a mutual respect. It's got to be win-win all the time. Mutual respect, win-win, win-win, win-win. And you'll notice that when I ask in my inner circle, every Monday and Tuesday night, I have Maria's inner circles, th those that are earning over six digits and on their way to millionaire status, what they have in common. I'm always amazed when I ask the question, what do you attribute your success to? You'll notice that those that generally, like Annie Marchand, that's on top of her game, will always say, I attribute my success, and she starts naming, uh, my team, my husband, you Maria my mentor like they're never never will they say because I did this the I in millionaire people does not exist when you watch the Oscars true 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 actors uh, I'm not good with with the names remember M McCarthy was it McCarthy anyway when he says the speech Who do you thank? He says, I thank my wife. I thank my producer. And I thank, and I thank the Lord for having given me this privilege. You see, people who truly make it to the top recognize that their capacity to get to the top was because they had people help them and it was not done alone. 
So the next time you're speaking and you are asked the question, Marie-France, to what do you attribute your success? And in there, you say the word because I did fail because I decided fail because I, I fail. You'll never make it to the top. Successful people like myself understand that we only made it to where we are and we're going to continue making it further because I have Marie-Pierre in my life, because I have Mohammed in my life, because I have Marie-France in my life. Never, never, never will I say because I did this. There's no I, there's only we's. Okay, thank you, Marie-Pierre. <laughs> Okay, I love when Maria is doing her sermon. <laughs> and this morning, it's really that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and the number seven of challenge is conflict and difference. So people share so much in common, yet are so different. So they think differently. They have different and sometimes competing value, motivation, and objectives. So conflict naturally arise out of these differences. So society competitive approach to resolving the conflict and difference tends to center on winning as much as you can. Though much good has come from the skillful art of compromise, where both sides give on their position until an acceptable middle point is reached. So yes, a win-win. Absolutely. And, and I'm so pleased to, to talk to you about this. Don't forget, I'm Italian-born, immigrated to Canada, Italian Catholic, right? I'm married to Mohammed Mikalash, Algerian born, Muslim, immigrated to Canada. It's gotta be a win-win. You don't make it to 33 years of marriage and being able to say, I wish I could remarry him if, or I would remarry him if I could re-choose today without understanding that you have beautiful things to give me and I have beautiful things to give you my friend this is this is how we make each other better because we are different so don't stay in conflict and don't negotiate to win we negotiate to come to a common win-win situation so that pretty much wraps it up for today right Marita so the seven habits will help you develop just this Climbing the ladder of success together, the millionaire of the diamond, building 1,000 millionaires, but listen to me, listen to Maria, putting your relationship with your spouse first, your children first, your family members first, and of course, your work. In a win-win, what it is about is making sure that everything we're doing is based on our priorities. So for me, it's clear. My priority number one is faith, is God. Priority number two is me. Priority number three is Mohammed. Priority number four are my children. Yes, my children after Mohammed, because they're going to be gone eventually, soon. <laughs> Get it, Marika? Okay, so I'll be alone with Mohammed. We better have a fantastic relationship. And priority, my next priority is my family, brother, sister, and my work. That's it. So if it, when I'm doing something, I see it doesn't fit in those five priorities, I delegate. Cleaning the house, delegate, okay? Uh, um, you know, doing, uh, 
post. So I don't you know, work that I can hire an assistant, delegate, making sure that every single minute of my life is based upon my five tasks for priority. So number one tonight, homework, figure out your priorities. And number two, decide what you can delegate so you really stick to your your top five priorities so you climb the ladder of success making sure that that ladder is against the right wall tomorrow we're going to talk about personal uh, stagnation body mind heart and spirit so catch you tomorrow guys and thank you for joining us from the millionaire of the diamonds we love you merci thank you